That is right. This is the Galactic Coast Power Hour, and we are coming to you live from the ACU Texas studio on the top floor of the historic Gemini building, just down the street from Mission Control and the home of human spaceflight. My name is John Ennis. I'm joined by my brother and brew, Muddy Mike Taylor. Yo, yo. And our sister and brew, Sylvia, for trade mobile app, Benvenidas. <laughs> but enough about us. We are pumped to have guests of great quality and quantity. We have a full house tonight. Full house. For our second State of Craft Beer episode and roundtable discussion, this show uh, could be a little bit of a wild card, but it definitely uh, should be entertaining and, and, and informative. So we've got Chris Bradley, Eric Andreas, and Marcus Kane in studio. Hey, fellas, I really appreciate you all coming on. Hey, thanks for coming You're out, welcome. guys. Welcome. Thanks for having us. And uh, I'm, I'm going to do my best to kind of introduce you all a little bit here in a bit. But, uh, you know, in order to just kind of escape me going into a long monologue here in the beginning, let's uh, let's get conversation started. What uh, we're, we're drinking a bunch of beers. Uh, Eric, what, what did you bring that we're drinking? So it's now we're getting into uh, from Evil Twin, uh, their Blueberry Berliner Weiss uh, called Justin Blaber. <laughs> Justin Blaber. And then we and then I also brought from uh, one of my favorite breweries uh, out of Nashville, Tennessee. Shout out to Yazoo Brewing, uh, the beer in black. It's the beer named Sue. Nine and a half percent smoked porter. Wow. And oh, these are wow. out of distri- I mean these are out of the market or uh, well it, uh, Evil Twin maybe not or Evil Twin, uh, depending on which brewery that this one comes from, this is actually a collaboration. I can't remember who the other brewery is with. That, uh, that it's with, but Evil Twin, uh, we haven't really seen a whole lot of their bombers come to the state for retail. We have seen this a couple of times on draft, but I doubt, but it, on, honestly, with the way the laws are in the state, I doubt we'll ever see either of these two here in the state. Wow. Excellent. Wow. Excellent. Almost it, getting into laws right off the bat. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laws, distribution, territories. Right. Yeah, this is yeah. this is what this show is supposed to be all about. Is what I do. Right? Right. Well, exactly. Yeah, correction. We'll, we'll, did. We'll, we'll go ahead. Yeah, okay. So we'll go ahead and talk a little bit about you. Marcus, uh, or uh, Eric uh, brings 20 years of food and beverage experience, 10 years in small environment distribution experience to tonight's discussion. This includes stints as sales manager at Blue Bonnet Distribution and market manager at Adelbert Brewery. Uh, he specialized in mass chain retail and beverage logistics, which sounds pretty damn, pretty damn impressive. It's a lot of fun and a lot of hard and, and, and a lot of headache-inducing work. Sounds like a lot of footwork. A lot of footwork, a lot of paperwork, a lot of handshaking, a lot Small of Small environment sales. Work. That's your you're on the floor, you're going to the bars, you're talking to people, you're Small environment small environment for a uh, for a specialist gives you a lot more freedom. It is a lot more work, but at the end of the day it's also a lot more enjoyable because at, I get to I used to go home and not sell Budweiser, so that worked out for me. That is pretty awesome. And I think I've ru- I think I ran into you maybe. Uh, we've maybe ru- yeah, yeah, we, we we've crossed pa- we've crossed paths a few times. I think we've, I think we've uh, paths at accounts where we're trying to figure out. Hold on, uh, this you know brand new accounts where they're hey hold on who took over this tap and what's going on here and just kind of the the drama that goes along with the business I guess. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Marcus, I noticed right in front of you we have a chocolate chip cookie dough stout from Weldworks. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably relatively new compared to what everyone else has, but I like it. It's pretty solid. No, I, I've, 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 I have yet to have a chocolate chip cookie dough stout. Myself. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that. Yeah. Actually, yeah, Sylvia. Sylvia with the quick action there. Yeah. All right, then Marcus is a social media influencer with a new craft beer community and brand called Brew Bros. Yeah. And well, he's sporting a, sporting a hat, and he's he got some glassware. Yeah, Thank well, you. I'm, I'm one-fourth of Brew Bros. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So there's actually three other of us. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. We, uh, you know, the Brew Bros uh, caught caught our attention. So you know, we we're, we're kind of curious to have you come in, come in and 
join our roundtable uh, conversation. I appreciate you coming in because I think you, you came from uh, you know from about an hour yeah, so or so out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, and Chris also came from uh, a ways out. Hey, what in Houston is not an hour away? Exactly. <laughs> I'm moderately certain I've driven an hour in Houston and still stayed in Houston. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, totally. It's half the drive to uh, to uh, San Antonio is in Houston. Uh, yeah, and well, Beaumont. So it's funny because every time Jen and Brian ask me why I don't ever come to No Label to visit, even though I live inside the loop, I'm like, because you're in San Antonio. East, I call that it's East San Antonio. <laughs> Man, you, exactly you might as well go to San Antonio from yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Katie is East San Antonio. We call Conroe South Dallas. Yeah. Or we, yeah. when we did a little little trip down there we got a hotel room and just stayed stayed down that way and it's like let's make a night of it yeah <laughs> have you poured it, the cookies yet no it, it smells like oh, fresh cookies isn't dallas technically south new york it's canada oh canada <laughs> no conroe is conroe is south dallas but, but okay I, I hear where you're going with that yeah dallas is a whole other monster and of course uh, we heard chris uh chime in here chris is a keg id account manager with slg keg pros but best known on houston radio as the beer ninja uh, co-host of what's uh, former co-host of what or, and founding co-host, I guess, of what's on tap. He's also the host creator of Destination Beer TV, uh, which I had a, I had an opportunity to see the pilot, which it was shot in Utah, right? Uh, Deschutes, no, uh, and Deschutes in Bend, Oregon. Oregon, yeah, yeah, that was awesome, though. That yeah. was an awesome, awesome, fun uh, show to make, man. And he's also a former craft beer writer in California. Back before uh, us here in Texas, we're even experiencing the craft beer renaissance we're having now. We're just having the explosion that San Diego had back in, what, 2009, 2010? It's, it's kind of cool because I moved to uh, L.A. in 2007, and there was one brewery. Right. And that brewery actually went out of business in 2008. Hmm. And there are now over 80 breweries in L.A. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, I started the L.A. Ale Club. I was out there, you know, I'm not going to say I was a fundamental to the, to the movement, but, you know, sure, I, was, sure. I was certainly drinking my share of breweries <laughs> as, they, right, as they opened. Right. I, come to Houston, I come back home to Houston, and there basically were, what, three or four breweries in 2012 in the greater Houston area. Of course, that's Conroe and Katy. Right. And now there's uh, over 40. Right, yeah, that is pretty crazy. I'm drinking my way to success for for craft beer in the cities (laughs) I live in. We all have to do that. That's what keeps the market shares up. We got to support people, (laughs) right? And Chris, Chris is also uh, he uh, he was with uh, Rar and Sons. I worked for Rar and Sons. I worked for Carbach. I worked for a couple of breweries out in uh, California. Um, I have basically done every job in craft beer except CEO, and I don't want that one. So you've worked on the brewery floor, yeah. Nice. Yeah. How'd you find that? Very blue collar, right? Uh, it, it well, I was down. a home brewer. <laughs> I've been a home brewer now for. Oh, sweet man! I didn't know that. Sixteen years. Awesome, dude. Uh, Sixteen years, I think. Hell like yeah! That. So um, I've I've brewed on a variety of floors. Probably the one most notably uh, that people would recognize is the brewery out in California. Well, not staff there, but brewed there regularly when they were first sure, starting sure. in uh, 2009 and 10. Awesome. Because uh, they would back then you could have volunteers come in and sure sure I'm like yeah I'll come in I'll help <laughs> yeah it's a treat man yeah, yeah that was totally, fun totally. So yeah, I've I've done a lot of different jobs in beer. You know, I don't know of any other industry where stuff like that actually happens. I don't know. Well, it does happen to wine. Wine, yeah. yeah. It's, it's still, it's almost the same type of brotherhood, yeah. though. The same type of networking. No, no, wine on. people hate each other. Do they? Oh, they do. Wine people are always at each other. It is. 
Maybe that's Amazing. part of the drama. Maybe was, they got to have the National Enquirer or what? I don't. I, I don't really pay attention to the wine. I don't understand really it, but they are just snappy and mean. It's not, no wine is nothing like craft beer. Craft beer people love each other. They do, man. Absolutely. You know, it's it's. You don't even get like wine people when they start drinking enough wine. There's not even. And I love you, man. No, it's like <laughs> get away from me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's more like I've that. Had too much Kavanaugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Sylvia's experienced this. <laughs> were you were you the kicking outer or the yeah, kicked the, out? Yeah, no, I was the kicker outer. It was hey, get <laughs> get out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, somebody somebody's got to take that role. This one, this one, this one. This one. We can't hear you, Sylvia. Oh, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> well, I can't hear you. All right, so we're sampling. I'm just having the. Uh, the I'd be the, careful. That thing will bite back. The uh, the chocolate chip cookie dough beer, which actually is pretty tasty. Hello. Uh, I haven't had that one yet. Now, I've noticed it's a... Let me hook you up with the glass. Is there some in there? Uh, yeah, there's some in there. So it's a, it's a, one of those uh, milkshake beers, right? Oh, which uh, Milk stout. Milk stout. Milk stout. Is it? Dude, this thing yeah. well, smells amazing. Small. I still haven't tasted it, though. Ooh, man, the wow. nose on it. it. Yeah, the nose on it. It's pretty impressive. Is that the cookie one? That is a cookie one, oh, yeah. Oh, man, it smells mm. like grandma's present. Oh, my God, that is pretty nice. So who, who makes this? Who makes this cookie? Weldworks. Weldworks. Yeah. Huh? Where are they out of? I think they're out of California, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Greeley, Colorado. Oh, okay. Colorado. Ooh, Coast. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Colorado's they're, got a lot of good beer. They're thinking ahead of everything. Yeah. Yep. Greeley's just not too far from Denver. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, thinking ahead, there's. I'm interested to hear what what Chris has to say about all the fads and <laughs> trends and all this crazy stuff that's happening. Cause, you set uh, her up, didn't you? I, I, oh, no. It. I heard your comment when we opened up uh, <laughs> beer. You're like, ah, oh, shit, it's a hazy beer. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this mm. is going to be. All so right, I'm topic, interested. Yeah. Topic number one, hazy uh, beers. And, and I guess before we jump totally into no, that would be that would be new, new jump on fads, I guess. Or right. new yeah, okay. fad IPAs. Because, I mean, now it's the brute. Now there's the... The Brute IPA, which I, I'm, I'm convinced that that is a beer that they're using to try to distract people, you know, like, hey, let's, just, let's just do something else and divert attention from the New England style because everybody's talking about it. It's like, hey, we'll just throw a mix in there. Yeah. So that's out of San Francisco, right? The Brute IPA? Yeah, the Brute IPA. Uh, there's been a couple different, but yeah, there's a girl out of uh, San Francisco that did one and uh, actually Eighth Wonders got one that's very good. Yeah, really? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yep. and they call it Brute IPA. Interesting. I had it on Sunday before the Astros game, and it was delicious. Did they just release yeah. it? Or? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. a brewery only releasing it now. The um, I don't even the, think the style is official yet. So, no, well, I mean, only a couple it's months literally, old. It, not, I, think I think it's two months old, old right? Um, well, they just there was an article that came out about it a couple mo- or a month ago, and that's, so that's the now, first I heard. Yeah, of it. It's yeah like, now that now that people are going to start talking about it, people will start brewing it. Um, right, right, right. Everybody tried the, to... The idea of a... So, beer de champagne is actually a style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, that's been around for a long time. Uh, but the idea of taking an IPA and doing it with a similar style is Oh, is that new. what it is? It's like a champagne style yeah. IPA? It's like very dry, but Ooh. floral. So, um, yeah, so really what, clear. So, it's got to yes. be high alcohol to finish dry, then. It is. So, it's like 10%? No, no, no. no it's not that high. Yeah. No. The... Uh, I forget what the so eighth no color is. Malt, I think so the eighth wonder is so the eighth wonder is going to be. I think I want to say it's around seven percent or so. Yeah, so it is higher be. alcohol. Okay, so it's going to be just a base malt, right? It's going to be a thin. Uh, typically, thin it's like beer. a pilsner malt. Yeah, sure. They're going to sparge the crap out of it, drop the drop the gravity, and yeah. 
so they'll use so it's a higher CO two beer, obviously. I think. Uh, well, the, the champagne yeast is yeah. gonna yeah eat. So it's gonna be CO2 about, faster than anything we've ever seen as a home brewer. Yeah, year. probably two and a half volumes of CO two or higher. Uh, and then they use an enzyme to help dry it out. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. Uh, okay. That's, that's partly what helps. Uh, but then wow. uh, the IBUs on it are very low. Um, the Eighth Wonder uh, beer is less than 30 IBUs, according to what Aaron told me. And everything is post-boil. So they put, they man, put that's, it in that's, post-boil. That's what people are going to, man. Mm-hmm. It's this post-boil where they just whirlpool it, and then yeah. that's where all their hops come from. Yeah. And it's... You're using sometimes in order of three to four times the amount of hops to get the IBUs because there's no boil time and the, yeah. it's harder to get the oils out at the temperatures that it started to drop to. But well, in the sometimes case of the, it seems like kind of a waste to me that, that that they do that. You can just hop a little bit in the front. I mean, you're never gonna get. But you don't the, want bitterness though. Well, it depends you on can what control you're bitterness, it on what you're but making. but I I guess maybe. They know they're never going to get the, the quality of hops that Sierra Nevada is getting and stuff. And, you know, they can bottle their stuff and we can cage it for eight years and open it and still get a floral oh, smell out of it where, you know, everybody else is, you know. Well, nowadays, most the hop community obviously is, is blown up. You know, you got New Zealand, you got obviously you know, Pacific Northwest, you've got Europe. I mean, well, they're seeing the need. They're seeing our market explode. They know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. I mean, the whole world oh, is course. watching yeah. what's going on in America right now. Yeah. So, so hops are actually fairly readily available. But you're right that you're not going to get the same bitterness when you are doing post boil hopping that you're going to get when you do early additions. But it's a question of what are you going for. The drier your beer is, in the case of a a brute IPA, the more the hops are going to stand out. Whereas if you've got something that's got a little bit more, you know, quote unquote, juiciness to it, that is that uh, is true. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. So so it's a because they are falling the they're falling the hops out. They're not going directly in fermentation. They're yeah. still. So the Eighth Wonder them. Brute IPA is all New Zealand hops uh, and Galaxy. So, no, it, it was a couple of that. He was, it was some new hops within the last year that uh, I did I didn't know the name of. Uh, so they're fairly new. I like the brewed IPA idea. I really do. Right, right. Um, I the beer tasted fantastic. It was light. It was crisp. It was, it was beautifully clear, um, and so it looked great. And and it took on another style, the Bière de Champagne. It came off of that. So yes, it's a transition from a different style that's already been brewed before, but. Uh, it was it was absolutely delicious. I love the idea. Good, good job, dude. I'm sold. I'm ready. I'm ready to try a brewed IPA. <laughs> right, after after the show, it. we're all going to eighth one. I know Donovan did some down at Beerfoot. Donovan did on one, um, and um, I'm ready to brew one. Hell, Baba let's go. Brew House I know, I put one out too. a teaser as well, so they'll be brewing one. I think on their big system because they're they just got their seven barrel system, so mm. they'll be hooking that up. Oh, uh, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Brews. No, no, uh, Baba ba- 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 Brewhouse, yeah, ba- okay. yeah, in, Bro- what, in Brookshire. What on? A, a three-barrel system. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. that's fun. Oh. If I brewed a. Was that? It fits all into the shell. I guess oh, okay. we haven't seen it yet because they've they've been closed for the last couple of weekends. Well, we've but, proven uh, that you can fit a seven-barrel in a small footprint. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, I, I brewed a beer to champagne about five years ago. Uh, my first one, I used a French 
uh, Belgian yeast to uh, dry it out, or French saison yeast to dry it out. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, and yeah, that worked really and well. And give it a little bit of character well, to the to, yeast, right? Yeah, because the, I did that. The champagne's going to give zero character. It's just going to eat everything it can until it dies, it, man. Trust me, it yeah. ate it all. It dried <laughs> it, it does, out beautifully. Uh, and then I added, I did a couple different versions. I did like... Uh, uh, some orange basil in one, uh, which came out really nice. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I finished it off with some Belgian sugar to give it, give you know, some uh, pop to it, some carbonation. Uh, but then, um, yeah, kick the kick the champagne yeast in. Yeah, exactly. And it ended up nice and dry. And it was, and actually, what was really cool is I came across some bottles in a box. Uh, a few uh, months ago and opened one and it was fantastic oh, it's wow. like five years old I and love, it's fantastic I love surprise beers well look we have a sometimes lot, sometimes we have a lot more to discuss with you guys and we're really glad you're here but we do have to take a break they're all we could afford That's right. You are listening to the Galactic Coast Power Hour, and we're uh, we're drinking beer and we're talking beer. And we've got Eric, Chris, and Marcus in studio with uh, Mike, Sylvie, and I. And uh, I guess uh, so. Uh, we we just uh, just had this, some this uh, what's pina, that? Colada. pina colada, which this is I think the second pina colada milkshake to make the show. I think we had a uh, ingenious a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, during the commercial break we were kind of discussing it. You know I think. Uh, 
We have a have a we we're not all on the same page about the uh, the, the milkshake style. And uh, Marcus brought it, and he he kind of uh, he kind of made a, a kind of interesting analogy to uh, to shoes. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I, for me, um, the craft beer community, as I've been a part of it, um, it resembles just as far as. When you're looking at the the NEIPA, a lot of people feel like it's a hype beast style, or like it's very much hype. Oh, sorry. Um, and so same thing with like the sorry, sneaker sorry. community. Um, you know, anytime you had like a Jordan or any pair of new shoes, you would have people who were fairly new to the industry, but they would jump all over it. And then the older people would be like, you know, kind of in just mind boggled as to why are they jumping over this stuff? Why are they jumping over this stuff? And I so think you, you've seen this game before. Yeah, I've seen this this whole. <laughs> you just you know, described the, the current beer scene. Now, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, everything yeah. is a cycle. Everything happens <laughs> over and over again, no matter what industry it's in. So I mean, for me, it's about um, more so about just respecting everyone's opinion. Absolutely. You know, even if um, you don't like something, you know, just kind of be open to the fact that somebody may not have the knowledge that you have in order to understand the liking that you may like something. Yeah, to. and I don't even think it's a knowledge thing. I mean, first yeah, of all, I, I think, think is, is, as long as people are drinking beer, that's great, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, we can, you know, I mean, every, you can't tell somebody what they like and don't like. So, this is, uh, generally what happens is, is is someone gets interested in craft beer, right? They mm -hmm. see what's going on, and if they have real friends, they're going to find someone who brews it and doesn't shame them for the beer that they drink. And they're gonna. But we had we had a we had a beer club. I where just got shamed of, by Eric and dude, Chris. Not even commercial. One of our one that of our true. main. I'll defend our, myself in a second. Yeah. <laughs> one of our main guys who'd been there forever. I mean, his beer was Schlitz. You went out to a bar. That's what he got. He got Schlitz. And yeah. He brewed beer at his house, but you know, Schlitz was his thing. And there's several people in our club that were like that over yeah. the time. But on the same level, these guys brewed awesome beer yeah. in. Sometimes between 10 and 25 different styles of beer and accurate and to yeah. its deal. So well, taste buds are all over the part. Yeah. You should never be shamed for what you like and don't like. Now, but, in college, Meisterbrow was my thing, but that was based on finances. I mean, you know, you could get Olympia. a 12-pack uh, of Meisterbrow for 19 case of Milwaukee's Best for seven sixty eight. So, you know, my cost-quantity curve. But the funny thing is, the, the 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 newer thing is, I mean, the New England IPAs. I mean, you're actually paying more per ounce for that. I mean, yeah. I saw a post the other day, Spinal Tap, you know, uh, Houston Hayes, you know, at Kroger's for uh, I think it's seventeen ninety nine. Seventeen bucks. Yeah. Seventeen ninety nine a four pack. Yeah. That's, and that was you know, the sale price. It, yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that 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 wouldn't have fared as good on my college cost quantity curve. So yeah. what is the alcohol cost? What's the alcohol content on the? I think it's eight percent. Eight percent. That's right. Yeah, eight. So Sylvia, or maybe I mean, whoever wants to take this, uh, should we explain to the uh, the 3.0 million listeners that are listening right now what a milkshake beer is? So the way I understand a milkshake is the addition of the milk sugars or the lactose to it. So um, it gives a, a little creamier mouthfeel. Gives it cloying. Yep. Um, it's generally going to add a little bit of sweetness. So you're going to want to have lactose, you know, with beers that are going to be kind of sweeter. Maybe I, I like to call them. Um, well, I guess they're called pastry stouts, right? Even yeah. so, mm -hmm. even crossing the line to a pastry stout kind of thing. Um, so that's what I understand milkshake. So this one actually is, is pina colada. It tastes like a pina colada, but it in does. a beer. It's very sweet. I've it decided does. if I'm going to have a milkshake, I'm going to do the cookie, the chocolate chip cookie dough over the pina colada. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's it's all preference. Like, So I get to the point where I don't, I get lactose out or I get, you know, hazy out and I have to take a break yeah. and then I come back, you know. So 
I'm not only just drinking the the fun stuff, the new stuff, the creative stuff. I'm drinking all the classic styles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love quarters. I love rounds. So do you do you call that I've been hazed? I'm hazed. <laughs> Don't haze me, bro. Don't it's haze kind of, it's me, that. bro. It's that concept. <laughs> right. We got some good music to go with that. Adam Smasher making a Houston radio legend. Adam Smasher <laughs> making impact. Man. Milkshake. Did Adam get some? We need to save some for Yeah, we actually, actually. He looks like a milkshake. Yeah, we need to. Guy. I'm going to pour a cup. You couldn't shotgun one of these. One of these oh, sure. Uh, oh, yeah, you well, can. Shotgun okay, anything. Actually, actually, you're right. Have y'all been seeing a new but, shotgun thing where people are like shotgunning out of glasses? Oh, How do you do that? Explain they that. They like idea. put their hand over the whole glass and they're just like oh, shotgunning wow. the whole thing. That sounds desperate. Well, I've got a video. It sounds like a party. I've got a video. Well, it's kind of like the Chuck video. So Chuck videos are all over the internet. And people are just, it, you know, there's groups dedicated specifically for chugging. So and there's going to become a pro-chugging competition or something, <laughs> Probably. Right? I mean, it I should actually, be. Uh, Beer Fest is coming to life. I actually was the, uh, the Hall 16 champion. I funneled seven Milwaukee's best. And actually, I've got a video. And this is 1992. So we're talking. This is old school. Not sure why I brought that up, but it was. <laughs> I, but I'm, I'm I, you know, Still I, I, in, in a former I, life, I was a competitor. I beer bonged five Schaefer's. Okay, it's honorable okay. mention. I don't really uh, remember. <laughs> I want. I don't really remember. <laughs> what happened. We're gonna throw out some challenges. Hey, hey, I once Adam, Adam Smasher. We have some pina colada milkshake from Weldworks for you. I once played right. flip cup with ten fifty. Get get him some of that oh, cookie that's dough a too. Lot. Nice. <laughs> Nice. I don't remember much about that. Right. <laughs> and the verdict from Adam? Well, so it was a fantasy football party. Right. And all of my buddies were drinking you know, light beer. Like, I'm not drinking that crap. And all I had Pretty left tangy. was a 10 fitty. I'm like, well, that's what I'm doing. Here we go. So you never answered my question. Yeah, what that, is huh? it about? Hmm. They're, oh, they're, the like, they're sitting closer together. They're almost like about to tag team on this right now. So what is I'm it? Feeling what, we're we're feeling a bond. What's the uh, hate about? You want me to go first? You What's the go negativity first? about? I'll let you go first, and I'll fill in the blanks. Hops are a cop-out. Hops are a cop-out? Hops are a cop-out. This is the way that I look at this style. Now, now for the record, I'm going to preface this the way that I the, – I'm going to approach this the way that in the wine industry I approached White Zinfandel. First of all, thank you, White Zinfandel, for bringing generations to wine. Thank you, Hazy IPAs, for bringing generations to beer. True. Yes, there absolutely. Is, there, there is a positive to this. The positive is, is, is that you are introducing a brand of drinker that would necessi- that would normally be going to the store to get Thunderbird, MD twenty twenty, Arbor Mist, Bud yeah. Light, any of those, in, in any of those Strawberry traditional Hill. Strawberry Hill, yeah. Strawberry Hill, yeah. In, 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 <laughs> any of those traditional like college style just drinks. Wine. And they're going after these new hazy IPAs because it's the trendy thing to do. But and they're paying for it too. And they are I mean, paying you know, a gigantic. Oh, no, you know, it's they're not, paying it's a gigantic premium for it. I mean, you know, they're paying a gigantic premium for it. But at the end of the day, hops and a beer are a cop out. It, it, it hides it, a lot. It speaks, well, it, it, it a it hides a lot, but also it speaks to the quality of brewer you have. Hmm. In my opinion, in my opinion, if you can't brew good beer, you brew IPAs. But what Ooh, about the breweries then? You know, so I mean, why is was, why is an IPA? Was, why is hold up? So why is an IPA that style is the most commonly drunk beer in in, in the craft beer industry? So there's also a lot of very bad brewers out there too. There is. I absolutely agree with you. I there, agree with there that are too. One, one of one one of my favorite IPAs came from one of the worst breweries in this. state. Which one? Gigantifus from Rognes. Hmm. One of my favorite IPAs ever brewed in this state is Gigantifus. It's a beautiful. 
beautiful double IPA, almost had a barley wine quality. Forest Rogness can't brew a beer to save his life. And they're they're a, they're, they're out of business. They're a bottle game's pretty strong too. They're they're a label design and all that. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the the label designs are very unique. They are very straightforward. <laughs> they're very elegant. But at the end of the day, right. outside you know un, until John Earhart got there. Uh, from Black Star Co-op, the only beer that was worth drinking was Gigantifus, and they only made it once every five or six batches. The rest of them were just over; they, they were either overextracted, they had too many flaws, or it was like a home brewer got. It, 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 it was almost like a home brewer got too many too many good compliments and decided right. to open a brewery oh, yeah. off the of compliments. Yeah. Yeah, Boom! This is, this is why we're having the show because we're, we we have people with opinions. Yeah. Now I will say this though. Props to Spindle Tap. I am not a Spindle Tap fan. I'm not a big fan of their beers. I didn't like their beers when they first came out. Boomtown Truth, has gotten right? Boomtown has gotten a lot better. What Houston Hayes did was it bought them time to get used to their system. Once they got used to that system that they bought, the beers have exponentially been getting better. So while in my opinion, hazy IPAs in this new hazy style is a cop-out for a brewer. If it buys you the time to become the quality level of brewer that reflects the hype behind your product, at the end of the day, it's all worthwhile. Yeah. That's where I, like I kind of agree and disagree because I think that really it comes down to the market. So it's like you can have a personal opinion as a brewer or as a person and what you want the style to be like. But it ultimately comes down to the people who's paying the money to purchase this beer. I'm in awe of what Spindle Tap's doing. Their, I mean, their you know, beer last night, for the record, sold out in six seconds. Six yeah. seconds. I mean, there's no, yeah, so, you, for, the, the crashing, demand is high. Crashing, <laughs> right. I mean, it's, again, like I said, yeah. I'm not going to take anything away from the style. The style's not my thing. My opinion. Oh, yeah, is my sure, opinion. Yeah. But sure. I will say this: Sylvia made a really good point on Facebook about. I guess it was uh, two months ago when the uh, there was a guy pestered. Sierra Nevada into bringing back Flipside. Oh, yeah. And the point that she made on Facebook is the point that every brewer, any aspiring brewer, any brewery owner, any restaurant owner, any bar owner needs to hear. Successful producers produce what the market wants, not what they want to make. That is hmm. business 101 in food and beverage. That is business 101 in wine. That is it's, business 101 in beer. Why does every... Music 101. It's music 101. It's 101 everything. everything. 101. I mean, it's supply and demand. It's yeah. basic concept you know, of, of economics. I mean, you want, yeah. you're in business to make money, I hope. But I know Not, you love but, your, your craft. But I don't want you to rush the beer also, though. That's true. On the flip side, there's plenty of market levels for every style of beer that's out there. There yeah. really is. And I got to say... This mirror mirror is freaking badass. Yeah. This is a good, good beer. beer. Deschutes has long been one of my favorite breweries. I mean, I don't think they've ever made a beer that I'm like, no. I pretty much love everything. I've they never their their porters yeah. and their pails uh, and their IPAs. They're so all that, really good. Yeah. That one's four years old. That's and magic yeah, right yeah, there. Barley wine. That's magic that's in, a, a in a in a cup. Uh, that's that's good. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll chime in on this, but I will tell you that um, I am going to slightly disagree with my friend here. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not going to agree with you. <laughs> oh, man. Trust me, this is not the side you want to hear. Right. No, I'm interested. I'm genuinely well, interested. Well, so, so I, I, I will not say that hops are a cover-up, but I will say I'm going to rephrase what he is saying in that, um, that there are lots of brewers for a long time have been um, adding – extracts or additional hops or bourbon barrel aging or any number of things and when you do that you can hide flaws very very easily oh yeah barrel aging is ryan heiskabat though you can barrel age 
and Reinhardt. It's not about Reinhardt. It's not about that. But that's the beer purity law, and you're talking about keeping beer pure as well. No, the beer purity law is about ingredients. Absolutely. Uh, So the beer purity law is specific to four basic ingredients. Extracts. My 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 point is this: show me a brewery that can make a perfect pilsner or a perfect Kolsch. And now you're showing me a brewery that's got some talent. I agree. Yeah. I agree right. 100%. Then yeah. when they make me an IPA, I'm going to trust that a little bit more because I know right, right. they didn't just get some basic recipe with some two-row and some caramel malt, toss in a bunch of hops, yeah. and go, hey, we made an IPA. Bam. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, seriously. So Eric Warner is like one of my heroes. He started. Uh, he started Carbach. He was in there in the beginning. He started Flying Dog. Right, Flying Dog. Oh, yeah, for the, that's, the that's what that's what made him my hero. But when he came to Texas, we were like, me and John were so excited, and they opened about the same time that we did. And we, but we were so excited because Different growth plans. Yeah, but this this guy this guy had Is, already done. You mean so Mbev's many, not knocking on your door? Huge thing. Now, actually, waited four and a half years before he released his Kolsch. Mm-hmm. It's a different IPAs, style. IPAs, IPAs first okay. day on the okay. market, right. IPAs. I, I two different IPAs. So so I'm going to I'm gonna call Eric out on something because I've known Eric for a long time, too. And their first version of that Kolsch was far more Kolsch-like yeah. than the beer they released. I agree. I agree. And the reason they did that was because they put the original out in the tasting room. And people, a lot of people liked it. A lot of people thought, you know, it's okay. We like this. And so he did, he didn't adjust it outside the parameters of what a Kolsch is, but he adjusted the hop schedule to provide something that he thought people were going to like. Yeah. Well, so, so I, I, would, I would think, number one, he would adjust the use schedule because there's way far less esters in what it is now than what a Kolsch is. But still... It's I would say in the in the top three cultures produced in in America, man. I well, love it. I think it's great. For Love the rec- Street's awesome. For the record, though, the original version of Love Street was about five years ahead of its time, though. Too mm. that style of Kolsch, the the state wasn't ready for it. There's a, the, the, there's a lot of beers that are no longer made by breweries or that have been altered by breweries because the state just wasn't ready for them. I agree. You know, I it agree. Was, the education of the consumers wasn't there. Or well, the, I think the, it's the, the use, palettes, use profiles. Palettes, they weren't as refined profiles, to yeah. appreciate. Well, it, it's it's a little bit of everything. It's the knowledge. It's the it's the yeast profiles. It's the ability for uh, brewers coming from out of the state to adapt to a Texas water table. It's a, a it's the power yeah, of the consumer. Absolutely, water but, table. But, but more but more importantly, it's the culture. Hmm. I mean, you have to remember when Carbach opened, it was St. Arnold's. New Belgium, Breckenridge, and Sierra Nevada. That was basically it. Yeah, there were the, the you 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 had all your Trappists, you had your Duvels, you had your your German. Yeah, but you had to reach in. far to get those. They you weren't. To, yeah, they a, weren't. They a, weren't right to, here local. Yeah, a you had to reach far to get them. B the ra- the most radical thing that had ever come to the city before Carbach opened was Dogfish One Twenty. And so when when you, when you think about 18%. when, good God, it was nineteen the year that I got it. Was it but was it eighteen back then? It was eighteen or nineteen. I I, I remember my first bottle. That's I back my first when everybody was trying to too. piss on themselves, trying to get their alcohol content over the over the chart. <laughs> Sink the Bismarck and uh, Utopia Tact- and tactical nuclear penguin. All tactical that. nuclear oh, penguin. Yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah. But to finish to finish that, so Sylvia hit on it a little bit, and and and. Drinkers, beer drinkers, especially if you're new to beer or to craft beer, it, it's just like any anything. It's just like anything. It's like new wine. Mm-hmm. Like, 
learning what should I be tasting yeah. is an acquired skill. You don't just walk into and go, oh, this mm. tastes like this. I actually worked in wine before beer, and I had to learn what what are these flavors that I'm tasting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and so the same thing has to happen with beer, and most breweries do, or at least attempt to do, a pretty decent job of trying to educate the consumer. To, to This problem that we have with some of these whether it's because a the, the base beer is flawed or because um, the, the, the consumer doesn't of, know what they should be tasting. flavorings and... So if you, if you brew, uh, take a Love Street Kolsch. Take a lo- in order to... Re- you can enjoy that on the basis of it's light, it's crisp, it's hot as hell in Texas, and so I'm going to drink this. Mm-hmm. Fucking you, historical you beer ask, that's badass. If you ask yeah. the average consumer after they have one of those, tell me what you're tasting. You're not gonna be able to do it. Absolutely. Beer. I'm tasting. I, yeah, beer. I taste beer. Yeah. That's what they're gonna taste. You put this pina colada crap in front of them. They know that flavor. Mm-hmm. They can identify that flavor, and so th- they're like, "Oh, hey, I-, I got this." And it's the same with it's same thing with hops. And some of these hazy beers, you know, it's that it's so in your face, you can't miss what it tastes like. And so it's like, "Oh, I know what I'm tasting," and and I agree with. I, I, I absolutely agree that it needs to it needs to help introduce people into. Well, it sounds like it, yeah. you we're, agree with both Marcus and Eric, but <laughs> we're going to get more into this. I, and this I, this conversation is way longer than I thought it was going to be. But we'll be back right quick. Thank you.
up in the men's room. That's gross. We're back to the Galactic Guys and the Galactic Coast Power Hour on Final Draft Radio. That's right. We're back with the Galactic Coast Power Hour, and uh, we've pretty had a pretty spirited conversation, which will continue. And uh, we've we've got Marcus, Eric, and Chris with us, but we're gonna we're gonna put them to a little test. You know, it's something we try to do every episode. We always come up with some kind of quiz for our guests. Um, we're, we're actually uh, we've upped the production value a little bit uh, with the help of radio legend Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna play. Hold on. Hold um, on. <laughs> yeah. That's a great game. Is he is he telling you to hold on, or is that the name of the game? We're going to play... No, we're going to play Who is Talking Beer? Who is Talking Brew? Who is... What's the occasion? That's when you need a special occasion to drink a beer. Who is Talking Brew? So drink beer. It's a gift of God. It's good for you. It's very popular. All right, so we're going to play some audio clips, and you have to identify either the uh, individual... These the, are from uh, movies? Uh, movies, movies, documentaries, interviews. I mean, you know, we kind of... We, we, we've got a... Uh, I, I should resign we, right we, now. I don't do good at movies. I've been a of 100 researchers in Bangladesh, and they've been working for the last three weeks <laughs> putting this together. Only 100? <laughs> I bet you they'd love but this pina colada stuff. And, and they work really hard. <laughs> so uh, so we're going to play, uh, we're gonna play clip number one. Or okay, look, conspiracy theory. So <laughs> <laughs> drink beer. It's a gift of God. It's good for you. He was very popular, and he became the patron saint of brewers. So we named our brewery after the patron saint of brewers. That's Brock, obviously. So we just combined it's Homer and Brock. <laughs> That was number one and two. Uh, Great philosopher and a German that makes beer. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna go to number three. This is the first time we've done it this way. Note to self: Remember, no matter how bad life gets, there is always beer. Adam, it's Canadian. Like Adam, Adam, something. Uh, close, close. I mean, you know, there are these. I, shows. I could picture him. <laughs> Funny guy, very talented, uh, underrated comedian. Had his own uh, TV show. He's been in many movies. Uh, had some pretty, uh, pretty impressive mm. performances on The Letterman as a guest. Uh, guest. It's Norm. not. It, it's not Norm. Sandler. Norm. Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald. Uh, that's from Dirty Work in 1998. Such All right, a great on movie. to the next one. Well, what I can't fathom is how one can drink ice cold beer in freezing weather. When the uh, British yeah, ruled the Punjab, ten bucks all the way. <laughs> okay, no, no. everybody's got this, right? Steaming hot pots of tea on the hottest day. Come on, Diane. Conversely, cameo by ice cold drink on a cold day actually results in a more comfortable body temperature. Yeah, we're three to one. We're on. We're on. Cliff was in there. Yeah, we got Cliff in there. We're on to the next one. So what? What was really neat about this? global component is you had this uh, influx of over a hundred, I think, ingredient ideas uh, that came into our Pretty world. Boy of beer. And so you had Maybe the one hate. component of how many people in the Google we universe the would have liked to yeah, see that ingredient included in this it, beer. Y'all reference it's funny I, because it sounds like Sam's had a few too many beers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that was him actually at uh, one of the Google Talks, Google right? Talks, yeah. yeah. Sam from yeah. Dogfish Head, kind of like the, yeah. the lead cheerleader back in the day for beer and still, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to move on to the next one. Really smooth. Not too salty, but just a hint of salt. I think it really go good with the beer. 
Which is an IPA, by the way. <laughs> I don't. Oh boy, that Brewers down really well with this nut butter. Oh, is that on. Charlie? That's Charlie. That's, right. oh, that's Charlie. Wow. That's interesting. Isn't this? This is his last year at JVF, right? Yeah. He's retired. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, he's taking a position as sort of a. He's still the founder, but he's emeritus. Type yeah, theory. emeritus. Yeah, thank yeah. you, emeritus. Now give the Texarkana and back in 28 hours. That's no problem. It ain't never been done before, hot <laughs> shit. Watch your language, little lady. Come on. The problem the Burt Reynolds? is cool yeah. beer. Yeah. Smoking the bandit. That that's east right. of Texas, and that's... Uh, so that's who here like. was alive in 1977? Bunch of All old right. fogies right. around here. Yep. Hey, okay. get off my lawn. <laughs> Today, I'm announcing that the Stone Brewing Company is filing a lawsuit against one of the largest I can brewing never remember companies his name. I, in the world. I know world. his first name is Jeff. Greg Cook. Nope. Greg Cook. Yeah. Yep. Right. No way! Dude, no way! Dude! Dude! <laughs> I am just completely dumbfounded. That was uh, Buddy Mike Taylor on the Discovery really Channel. <laughs> that was not me. Self, self, There's no that way that was me. Yeah. That was my favorite. There's no way. Let me hear it again. No way. Huh? No way. Dude, no way. Dude. Dude. <laughs> that, that might be I am just completely dumbfounded. <laughs> Wait. I was drunk. I remember now. <laughs> That was after the show like one night, just, wasn't it? And he just like blatantly puts his face. No, in that actually aired. That was on. That was on TV. That was. Uh... Okay, that's right. enough. And if you smell it, you have an aroma of bananas. A little bit of banana, a little bit of clove, a little bit of bubble gum. Do they put that in there? No, it's actually the special <laughs> yeast that makes those flavors and aromas. Well, I agree with the statement. I just don't understand it. <laughs> I think it's a uh, local brewery. No, it's not local. Uh, New York. I'll give you a little hint. Uh, does it? Can we get the letters? Start with the white. Wait, wait. It's, can it's, can it's, we hear it? Can we hear it again? It's one, 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 of the, the big names, one of the big names. That's not Garrett. Okay. Yeah, that's is, Garrett. That, is that and, Garrett? And, and if you smell yeah, it, you have an aroma of bananas. That is Garrett. A little bit of banana, a right. little bit wow. of clove. Who's Garrett? A little with? bit of bubble gum. Do they put that uh, in there? No, it's actually the special yeast that makes those flavors and aromas. Yeah. On to the next one. Wow, that's impressive. Hon, you said we either have to get person or brewery, right? Yeah, anything. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to chalk that one from your old face. Yeah, it's Garrett Oliver. Oh, brewery, uh, movie, anything, you know. So. When we were at Oktoberfest, we noticed that the Germans were excellent oh, drinkers. Oh, yeah, that's beer fest. How do they get that good? They are also taught to relax the muscles of the throat. Germans can pretty much stick anything down there. <laughs> I myself can probably fit in at least, oh, we just at least nine inches. <laughs> All right, this one's kind of difficult. There are no I... single women in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Lamont Brands is a veteran-owned business serving the Houston right, Clear Lake. That, that is a bonus, cover, bonus commercial time. Lamont Brands, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> This was my idea to do this, too, right? Right. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah, that was difficult. I mean, you know, that was. I can barely understand the audio. Yeah, it was difficult. That was old school, 2003. Frank Tank. Oh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say Van Wilder. Yeah, I knew this was a college movie. 
I forgot how much I love that movie. If he had I, said we're going streaking in the quad, I'd have right? known. Yeah. Well, they're trying to work <laughs> beer, you, some kind of reference to beer. Blue. I love you, Blue. My boy. <laughs> All right. All right, so that was the uh, first ever edition of Who's What's the Occasion? That's when you need a special occasion to drink a beer. Who is Talking Brew? <laughs> right. That's good. Y'all did pretty well. Y'all, y'all did extremely yeah, actually, well actually, on that. All right, that so... That was pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of out of the blue, right? All right, so uh, we're not going to play the Galactic Coast Challenge during the. Show. I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so. We got. We got. We got. We got, we got, we got, got way out. too much to discuss know, here in the next have, like. It should be like a two-hour. Seven show. minutes or so. We have way too much because we've got we've got two people that have been in the industry for quite a while, and I have questions for both of you as far as what you thought about the industry when it was first budding. You know, in the in the early '90s when it had started to gain momentum and we were starting to roll into the 2000s. I had been turned on to like Samuel Adams uh, Cherry Wheat, and that exposed me, and then beyond into all the other craft brews that were actually in America at the time, which started, you know, me home brewing, then led to the brewery and led to these other things. What I'm interested in is there's this, this contrast between where the market started and where it is today. And Marcus is involved in this too, where we have an industry that started on uh, old... Uh, style recipes from Germany and that has grown into this American beast that is starting to take over the world. Any takers? Well, I'll say this, that uh, my first beer was a Sam Adams. My first craft beer was a Sam Adams. Uh, I Very was, good beer. I think in college I drank Bud Dry, mostly because I liked the, low, the the sound of, you know, <laughs> why drink what was it? Was it why? Why ask why? Drink but dry. So my sister bought me. This, that was above my, my budget. So I was drinking Meister Brown. Meister yeah. Brown Milwaukee's best. My sister bought me a twelve pack. She knew I liked beer. She bought me a twelve pack of Sam Adams for Christmas. The the Christmas pack they used to do. Right, right. The family. Uh, every yeah. beer is different. It had well it had two beers two of each, six two different six, beers, yeah, yeah. and I didn't know what the hell this was. I'm like, okay, I'll give this a shot. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what am I drinking? This is really good. A couple of them were really bad, like, but just because I didn't know what I was drinking at the time. Isn't that the thing about those packs? There's always like a couple you're excited yeah. about. There's always like one or two you're like, well, oh, I, I think they're doing that, 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 that on purpose. Like, yeah. They're they like will, unloading the, yeah. And yeah. To, to, turning the shelf turds. Right? To budding yeah. craft drinkers, that's what you're supposed to do is drink through and find the styles that you like. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Drink all the styles. The style you like, that's what you like, that's what you drink. Do it, and then maybe you can move forward from there. But anyway, continue. Well, and I think that what you're seeing, what, what I experienced back then is what drinkers are experiencing today. Mm-hmm. It's that I'm going from drinking lackluster, flavorless beer to any, anything with flavor. Mm-hmm. Anything's going to be amazing. So if their first beer is a hazy IPA, if you're drinking lackluster beer, that's going to taste amazing because just because it's got flavor, because it tastes I like agree. something. I, now, agree 100%. I, used to, I used to think if somebody was drinking, you know, one of the big three, you know, big beer water, and then they go to an IPA, their eyes would start bleeding. And they wouldn't try craft beer again for about a two or three months. Right? Well, well, okay, yeah. that yeah. that has oh, so happened. You like Bud Light? Let's There's, do an endeavor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got and, and really though, pairing pairing is a lot with beers, man. Yeah. Pairing, especially with. With uh, uh, Eric, you were at uh, Edelbert's, mm-hmm. and that's pairing is essential with a Belgian beer. It really is because the flavors are so 
eccentric to a certain profile and you want to be in that profile when you're drinking those beers. My wife hates IPAs. She can drink Endeavor when she's eating crab. <laughs> and not even and not even think it's to be like, "Oh my god, this is so good." Makes I mean, sense though. I mean, you, I you, love you, got, you, you got the sweet and you got you got the sweet and you got the and you got the stringent. Oh yeah, totally. Divine totally. number 11. Endeavor. I love Endeavor. I think yeah. that's a great beer. Yeah. Saint Arnold yeah. nailed it. Santo's my other favorite. Yep. Yeah. That one's my favorite. <laughs> She's awesome. wearing the Santo shirt. And by the way, props to Saint Arnold because the Saint Arnold bar at Minute Maid is right behind my seats at Minute Maid. I go drink Santa. Awesome. Well, I was impressed. I was. I went up to put Endeavor on tap. I, I was Our sitting car, man. I was Our sitting up in my favorites, I was man. sitting up in the yeah. cheap seats at, at at the field at the at the Astros game, and I could have our car delivered to me by the yeah. the guys going up and down the aisle. You know, I mean, that's that's a big that's a big step forward. I mean, that I, couldn't I'm happen five years ago. That yeah. okay. Hob, uh, that and Habadillo. So I know we're running short on time, so I'm going to try and keep this as succinct as possible, which is not my strength. I'll say this: that you know. I went from having Sam Adams, you know, these crazy beers that Sam Adams was making, to having a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Our car. Sierra Nevada, when they came out with their Pale Ale, it shocked the industry. It's a industry. gold standard. Gold standard. It shocked. Everybody's like, what the? No, you can't do this to beer. Yeah. You, it's what? too bitter. Yeah, it it's too bitter. You so can't do this to beer face. No, oh and, and they called God, it a Pale Ale by then, back then, you know? And so... What you're seeing is which that Bass at the time was our only pale ale, which is a sweeter <laughs> version of it and a British version that has to come over on shipper yeah. plane to come over, and who knows how different it is from there. I haven't been to England to try the yeah. bass, but it's a big difference. So back then, you're, you're looking at the beginning of an industry that took a hold, and it required people to do what we're doing today, and that is just having people try something different. Try yeah. something different. Absolutely. Just let's try something different. Absolutely. And and go beyond the mass produced. Craft has become successful, not necessarily just because it's tastes good because it's how it's made yeah because the people and care about the ingredients going into it we're not just throwing crap into it and saying here drink this or i should say not all crap because <laughs> right? we have some samples on the table that are clearly people throwing <laughs> crap into the into their beer <laughs> but but on the, on the whole you know on, it's on the whole on the whole lot of crap yeah, well, this is. But uh, we're not, we, I don't know. You're gonna which, have to have which, me back what, to have the I don't know where you think the crap is, but I've I've tasted a lot of good beers tonight, and okay, I don't so know that there's one on the table I would condemn. The cookie okay. dough was freaking awesome. Okay, but here, the pina me, colada tasted a lot like pina colada. It was a little smooth, and maybe yeah. I'd throw some ice in it, right, to do it. Let me ask you this question, okay? All these flavored beers here. Mm-hmm. If you put the flavor stuff in a Bud Light, you'd never know the difference. Okay, oh, so no, yeah, that's okay, exactly so, that's a, that's yeah, a true yeah, statement, yeah. sir. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opposed to you on that. What I'm opposed to people when they put extracts in beer, and I don't think that these were were extracts that were put in these beers. I doubt that they picked a bunch of coconuts. And yeah, yeah. It, it, well, I mean, it, it says pineapple the... puree on it, but that that coconut that's extract. You think there, so? There, there, yeah, there are two, fla- there are three. Sorry, there are two good. flavors. But you'd there, like to put ice in it and make it like a, a pina colada. Okay, there a are th- there are three. Why not just yeah. have a pina colada? Exactly, that's what I do. I mean, I'd rather have a pina colada than rum. I mean, it's I funny that y'all well, say that. You can't shotgun a pina colada, right? She says that she drinks her fourth beer. Because when I try to show like the any IPA to like people who aren't craft beer drinkers, they call it a beer mosa. Mm-hmm. Well, they're gonna shun it. They're gonna shun yeah. it. But. Beers like the Kolsch and like a traditional. I was a I was a German ale guy. That was my style. I didn't. We never turned out an IPA. We turned out a GPA, which was basically just a higher line version of a uh, sneaky blonde with a little crystal twist to it. But it mm-hmm. was just 
a little hoppier, but it wasn't an IPA. We never even jumped on the IPA train. German ales take time. You can't, they're ready when they tell you, not when you tell it. So, I mean, there is a style to that, but there's a style to everything, I guess. You know, this this whole other beer market that's coming up on outside of what we know as, you know, the craft beer market is, dude, it's blowing my mind. Sylvia's right on the tip of the spear, this whole thing, and so is Marcus. With his social, social media presence, and social media is having such a large effect on the market right now. It is really it's created a new market. It has created yeah. a yeah. new market. It's created where there's a styles. secondary and market just, with new styles. The New England IPA is like built the, on social media, right? Just so, like the sneakers, though they they resell the sneakers and they resell the beer. Secondary exactly. market. Secondary market. Yeah, it's, that blows my mind. And too. it's it's that's crazy, isn't it, Chris? Have you ever paid three hundred, four hundred dollars for a single bottle of beer? Let's just say a stout. Eh. Uh, three Probably or four hundred. I've never paid that much for a beer. I've for paid multiple. that for <laughs> several beers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I used to have a problem. Yeah. I used to have a room full I of I think beer. every craft beer drink is low-key an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that was a prerequisite. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. A new, like, subtle uh, way of saying you're an not alcoholic. a problem. It's a hobby. You're hey, right. it's a hobby. I have never denied it. But, you know. However you want to mask it, it's cool. <laughs> when, you're at, when you're at the brewery and you're alone, you start eating beer, and then you realize that, you know, you're eating beer for <laughs> like two meals. Yeah. And then, you know, you got a problem, man. You got yeah. a problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate the, the new stuff, the fun stuff, because – had it wouldn't be for some of those things that have come out recently, that's a whole market segment that we would have missed, you know? And so it, I not see only it as a that, step, on top of the market stone. that was growing. So it's yeah. not only stepping stone, but it helped avoid a plateau. It's like it started coming to a plateau, and then you get this Mario jump effect yes. from this fourth tier that's like come out of nowhere. It's yeah. freaking crazy. So the key, though, is it's up to us. So it's people like Chris and Eric to help the new market understand beer styles and understand what they're drinking, you know? So that's, it's a virtuous teaching cycle. We have to teach each other, right? Or like you said, like um, just understanding um, what the palate is supposed to be. If I'm drinking a West Coast IPA, what am I looking for? If I'm drinking a milk style, what am I looking for? And I think that once everyone comes into the understanding of what they're looking for, I think it makes it easier for people to accept because I, me personally, I drank the hazy IPA, but I've gotten burnt out on it. So now I'm looking for, okay, I'm heavily into stouts right now. I'm trying to find what's the best stout. Good for you, man. Even though I'm like, you know, um, you might come across a pastry stout and you're like, okay, well, you know, I like the sweetness of this, but then you might taste the, like, I like the brass stouts a lot, a lot. you know, like the smog lifter, the milk, the venom. And I got to some abide for you in the other room. Oh, okay. we're in. I'm in. Any Russian Imperial Stout gets a chance in my book. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. so I'm yeah. in to where it's like I can appreciate that flavor, and I think that that's how it like goes in turn because a lot of people are coming from drinking Bud Lights. I think Marcus makes a great point, and mm-hmm. I said this last year, and I will stand by this. Well, I said it, you know, in six years we'll find out if I was right. Hazy beers are going to be gone within six beers, six years. They're going to go the way of the pumpkin beer. They're going to go the way of all those crazy bourbon barrel 20% beers. They're going to be gone because just like Mark said, I got burned out on them. I needed something different. This was blowing my palate away. It's not something I can just easily enjoy. They're going to be gone within six years. Let's, Let's do a bet. 
Let's not only do yeah, a bet. Oh, I'll, I'll bet you. Only, I'll, I'll only, bet you that a bite in there. Bet, but but if if this is still yeah. happening in six months, we want to have all three of y'all back on the say, same yeah. show yeah. and find out what the perspective. They're not going away in six months at, at, at that yeah. at that point. No, we definitely want to get this group together again and uh, in closing closing just kind of uh, follow up on the point you made. I mean, craft an activity involving skill and making things by hand, and we'll mm. leave it there. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you yeah, coming out. Thanks for all your input. So, sorry the show wasn't longer because I know we had a lot to cover. That, you know, <laughs> I could go another <laughs> hour. I've got like probably. 28 more points to talk about. Really. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to echo Sylvia, don't haze me, bro. <laughs> 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 Thanks, guys.